can we thank our worship team? It is so good to have them back in the house in worshiping live with us. Thank you. What a what a presence of God this morning. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Thank you so much. I kind of just felt like maybe we just go on and worship. <laughs> but it would look like I haven't prepared. <laughs> and I have prepared. It's good to see each person. It's good to welcome those online. Thank you for joining us. Um, it's hard to preach when the pastor's sitting in the church. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> so anyway, we praise God. I want to just ask the Lord to come and just anoint my words. So Father, I want to thank you that you will anoint the meditations of my heart and the words of my mouth, Lord. Let it be pleasing in your sight. My prayer has been that minds will be set free, that captives will be set free, that scales will fall off eyes, that deaf ears would be opened, and that people would arise and take their position in the kingdom of God because they have the mind of Christ. That is my prayer this morning. So, Father, by your Spirit, move amongst us. May we each be shifted and changed by the Word of God this morning. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I don't know about you, but this is the day that the Lord has made. And I am so... Oh, I've never used this. Does this sound okay, guys? Is it okay? Um... And I was very glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord and worship the King of Kings. Are you glad to be here this morning? Amen, amen. So Pastor Ryan has been bringing some tremendous messages. And about two weeks ago, he spoke on Exit Fear into Hope. A tremendous message that was spoke about the eagle and how that the eagle is able to fly high above the storms of life taking the thermals and being able to look from a different perspective. Do you remember? The thing that really caught me in that message was what happens to the eaglets. So at some point, Mama says, it's time to get out of the nest. And so she pushes one out of the nest, and this poor little eaglet starts tumbling down the mountain. And I really got a visual of that. And just before it would hit the ground, Mama would come along and sweep it up and put it back into the nest. And, it, and this would carry on until this baby would get it. Open your wings. That's what you were created to do and begin to fly. And soon that little eaglet would be, learn how to take the thermals and go high above the storm and be able to look from a different perspective. Amen? And it made me think about us. I don't know about you, but I have felt like that eaglet <laughs> in this season. I have felt like the Lord has pushed me out of a nest. It's time for us to fly. It's, we cannot get fed. If Sunday uh, buffet lunch at church is all that you're feeding on, I want to say to you it's not going to be enough in this season and for where we are going to. We need to get a diet that will sustain us. That eagle is not a chicken that goes pecking on the ground amongst the dirt. It gets its food from the high places. It is majestic and it knows who it is and it lives in its identity. We are like that eagle. 
And we need to know who we are. Pecking in the ground like a chicken is no longer on for us. Eating from the pastor's buffet lunch on Sunday is not going to work for us. If you are not creating a sustainable diet for yourself, I want to say to you, you are on dangerous ground. We have to, I want to even go so far as to say, if you are drinking from the bottle of milk, it's time to grow up. The Lord is telling us it is time. If the signs have not made you shake up, I don't know what is going to do that. Amen? We need to grow up and become all that Christ wants us to become. You may all know, I was speaking to Brother Hans just earlier on, I don't know if you all know, but my Robbie was in hospital for 39 days, and in that time he was in ICU for 19 days fighting for his life. It certainly was a time where I felt like that eaglet. Can I be just absolutely honest? People say, but you're so strong. <laughs> Only you could have endured that. I want to say I have a strong God. And I have, through life, fought many battles. And with the Lord, I have overcome. So like David, I have killed the cub and the bear. But this was a Goliath in my life. It was a Goliath. I have never been so afraid. I had to face and look at death in the face. And I want to say, that is the reason why we are connected in a body. And if you are not connected, it's time to get connected. We did, you know, we've done this live streaming, and I really respect people that are in a little bit of anxiety and all of that. But I want to say, beloved, if it wasn't for this body, if it wasn't for prayer warriors, if it wasn't for mentors and pastors around the world that prayed and carried us, the picture could have looked differently. I was not that strong all the time. I had strong support, and I want to thank every person that prayed and carried us in that time. There was one lady that would call me all hours of the day and night, and she would be praying in the Spirit. Sometimes I really didn't want to answer the phone because I wasn't there. But I answered the phone every time, whether it was midnight or two o'clock. Sometimes when the phone rang that early in the morning, my heart would stop because I would think it's the hospital. But she would be praying in the Spirit. She taught me something about enduring under pressure. And I'm so grateful for what I learned in that season. And so I want to thank her. She knows who she is. But I want to say, if you do not pray in the Spirit, the time for um, debating it, I think, has come to an end. We are living in a time and going into a time where sometimes you don't know how to pray in your natural time. And I learned and I pushed in and began to pray for hours in the spirit. And when I had, I could feel the heaviness of death hanging. I could pray until I felt that thing moving out because I could pray in the spirit. And the scripture says we strengthen ourselves. It's not just that you speak in this unknown language. It does something. It strengthens us in our spirit. Amen. There were a few things that I learned on this journey that I hope will be practical to you. It's stuff that we all know, but we need reminding. When you are going through a war, put worship on. Put worship on. Worship. 
in the midst. There were times, I mean, we lived with Pastor Ryan and Ronell in a separate flat. They would put the music on. We would be heavy because there's not good news coming. But we would pump worship. And we would feel the atmosphere of fear and concern dissipate. Worship. We even, we even did crazy things, dancing and jumping, and we confused the enemy. Can I tell you why worship is so important? Because our enemy of our soul was created to be the worship leader. He was the, the worship in heaven. And he fell. So when we begin to worship, it reminds our enemy how far he has fallen. I don't know about you, but I want to rub his nose in it. He has fallen from that place. He cannot worship the King of Kings. And when he sees the children of God worship, it makes him run because he sees where he has fallen from. Amen? So I want to say worship. The next thing that I've learned is put on the armor of God. Beloved, you have this little form with some, just a little prayer that I wrote out. Would you pray that? Don't take this thing so lightly. When Pastor Ronell and I went into ICU and that uh, miracle and all of that is, we preached on it on the 27th of June, I believe. I'm not going to go through that again. There was a miracle that we got into ICU. But as they were donning us or dressing us for the ICU, um, it was very specific. You know, it was a jacket down to here and an apron and it was a mask and a, and a thing on your head and a shield and spraying and gloves and as I was standing there, the matron said, you do know that you are placing yourselves at very high risk going into the red ICU COVID trauma unit. And it suddenly hit me, but we walk into that every day. There's an unseen enemy, beloved, not just in the ICU unit, but every day as you step out of your door, you have the enemy of your soul who is unseen and he wants your soul. Okay? So this is very important that we actually dress purposefully so we can divert the fiery darts of the enemy. Amen. So use that to help you. So going into that trauma help you. So you know single-minded and that's how we should go into the world single-minded we knew that we were carrying the presence of God with us we were bringing in communion we were bringing in oil we were brought in a prayer cloth and although they said we're not allowed to touch Robbie I was on a mission and the words that were in my heart from the Word of God I would declare it over my husband as I saw him in that ICU unit. We spoke life over him. I laid my hands on him and I anointed him with oil and I declared you will live and you will not die. Amen. And that's how we need to embrace all of each other. When we see each other, what is coming out of our mouths? Is it the word of God or is it fear? Because we actually have choices. We can walk in fear or we can walk in faith. Two articles of this battle gear that I took for myself was the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and the helmet of salvation. Winning in the spiritual war is the battle of the mind. We win and lose it here. 
whether you like to believe it or not. My life and your life is a product of our thinking. It's the truth. My life and the fruit of my life is the product of my mindset. Everything that pertains to life is worked out in our minds. Who am I going to marry? Should I give that person the fist out of the car? Everything is worked out in our minds. We respond and react from what goes on in our minds. You're either going to allow God to have access to your thinking, or you're going to be convinced not to pay attention to God and His Word. You have choices. We all have choices. But I want to remind us that God is our creator. He knows how you are wired. We like a computer. He knows what needs to go in, and he's given us the manual. But sometimes we rather want to choose the manual of men's own thoughts. So instead of finding out from God what ingredients are needed to produce this good life, we've totally shut off from God many times, and are thinking according to his word, and we have opened our minds up and given access to the words of the world. There's so much happening on social media, so much happening in the news. We hear so much. People have become our source of information. I want to caution us. We need to read the word of God. If we ask the world to give us words for our computer, then we will respond from that place. But if we put the manual in, the Word of God, He's the Creator and He knows what we need, things will be totally different. It's actually quite simple. God gave us software to put in, so put it in. It's up to you. It's like that drive. You have to, you know, physically put it in. Okay. So what's going on in your mind will translate into your life. Amen. I want to say that If we don't start thinking with the mind of Christ, and you might say, well, what is the mind of Christ? Everything in the Word of God is the mind of Christ. Everything in the Word of God has been given for us so that we can live the victorious life. So I want, I might repeat myself many times, but I want to say to you, if we don't put the Word in, when the, when the, when the war comes, I didn't know it was coming. When God pressed me on in, in May to start meditating, I've always loved and honored and respected Gretchen and Charmaine in our church. I mean, I, I'm sure there's many others, but they can just quote the word. And I always used to make this excuse, oh man, you know, this mind of mine, I can't remember what happened yesterday. How can I remember the word of God? But in May, the Holy Spirit said, do it. And little did I know that 25 days later, Robbie would be fighting for his life. But I wasn't then scrambling to find answers. I could declare the word of God in that moment. That is the spirit of God. It's not because I'm great. And I promise you, I stand amazed. And if I can do it, then anybody can do it. Amen. But the battle goes on for our souls. You know, when you are born again, you're a spirit being, and you you are a spirit. You live in a body, and you have a soul. And that part is what the enemy is after all the time. It is relentless. It never ends. So if your soul is not renewed, you begin to play with the world. 
And that is dangerous ground. Amen. We have an, adver an adversary and his whole agenda is to kill, steal and destroy. We need to know that Jesus is, but I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. 2 Corinthians 10 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. But you must know what the obedience of Christ is. Amen? And we all, the mind is where strongholds are, are developed. And all of us have one or other kind of stronghold that we need to pull down. If you had an abusive father, you might have this mindset, all men are abusers. And that's not true. But that can be your mindset. If you had a teacher that said, you nothing... You know, you're never going to make anything of your life. You're nothing but an idiot. <laughs> you know, you're half-baked prune. I had a teacher that called me a half-baked prune. And you, if you buy into that kind of lie, you could go through life never achieving, believing the lie that was planted in your brain. Amen? So I believe that God wants you and I to cast down strongholds of fear by managing our thinking. We have to manage our thinking. Romans 12 verse 2 says, Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why? That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So what filter do you observe from? Be careful that we are not buying into the lies of our childhood or things that have happened to us, and even in this season of COVID, that we do not buy into the spirit of fear. Amen? The brain is like a tree. <laughs> if you listen to Caroline Leaf, she actually explains it like this, that it's a tree, and everything that goes into it, you either build these thorns and, and it becomes a real mess, with the lies that we believe and the stuff that we put in. But it is the only organ in our body that can renew itself. You can renew your mind. That's why the word says, by the renewing of your mind. So it doesn't matter what happened to you. I had a very abusive childhood. But I do not allow myself to look back and be, be a victim of that. Why? Because I have the mind of Christ and he has told me some things about who I really am and I chose to believe it. And you need to believe that. Amen? I want to say the biggest enemy that we are facing right now is the enemy of fear. I wasn't sure if I was going to share this, but I feel prompted to. The enemy is a spirit. Amen? It's not a feeling. It's not a thinking thing. The spirit of fear is a spirit. When, when just before Robbie went into ICU, I had the most horrific experience I've ever had in my life. I haven't shared this with many people. One night, and we were having power outages, and in that darkness, but it was so real, because I saw it with my eye, a demonic entity landed on my bed. And I tried to scream. <laughs> I was so afraid. And I couldn't get a 
a sound out of my mouth. It was real. It's a spirit. And I want to say to you that even though I couldn't speak in my mind, I started saying, it is written. I addressed that demon in my mind. And after some time, I did leave my room, and, and I was shaken up and very confused and bound and did all the things I thought I had to do. But I asked some, some uh, godly men and women and some mentors, what, what happened? What was that? And very clearly, the same message came through. A spirit of fear was sent to torment you. And I'm standing here today to stand against that spirit of fear that still tries to pursue. This last night and this morning, Robbie has taken a bad turn. And, and the fear that wanted to come to stop this message, I said, in the name of Jesus. Just like I put Robbie on the altar, I had to do that. Because two days after that encounter, suddenly... Robbie deteriorated and was raced into ICU. And what would pursue would be 19 days of fighting for my husband's life. I want to tell you, when you've experienced a manifestation of the demonic, you will never be the same. Because you war differently. You know what this thing is. And you fight it in a different level. You become serious about the things of God. You begin to war from a place of anger. I have never been so angry with this enemy. I wake up with one purpose in my mind, to, to fight him, to show him the glory of God in our family. He will not be victorious. Amen in Jesus' name. So I want to say to you that we need to, we need to fight and recognize that this is a season where a spirit of fear has been unleashed on the world. From when coronavirus landed here and we were put into isolation, the, the agenda of the enemy was fear. It was to stop everything that God has ordained for us, the bride, to have fellowship. Now we were isolated. For us to speak the word, and that was trying, you know, it was being hindered. For us to embrace one another and to pray for one another and to hold one another when you're crying. And now it's like, may I, may I not, a lie from the enemy to stop us from our mission and for what God has appointed. We are on assignment and we need to become so aware of the assignment of our enemy to stop the church and to stop your voice. And only you can say that far and no more. We have to arise and become angry in our hearts. We need the mind of Christ. So how do we get this mind of Christ? I also want to say, Pastor Ronell says something so interesting. She said, coronavirus came to isolate and the um, vaccine has come to divide. I want to say it's a touchy subject. I'm not going anywhere, guys. <laughs> but I want to say to you, The vaccine has brought a divisive spirit between families, body of Christ, whether it's somebody in the street, it's something we can't talk about. If somebody dares has, uh, have an opinion different to yours, whatever your opinion is, you are kind of almost ostracized. I want to make an appeal as mother of the church or granny of this church. Please watch this carefully. Because the agenda is a divisive spirit. 
I believe that we need to be moved by the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit tells you to do something and you have peace, because peace is the umpire of our heart, then you do it and you don't listen to anybody else. We need to tune in to the voice of the Spirit in this time. If we do anything, if you marry somebody and you haven't asked God, is this the lady and got peace? Be careful. If you are going on holiday and you have uh, this, something's not right, listen. We have the Spirit of God. We need to tune in to that. We need to ask Holy Spirit. What do you say to me? And that is my personal decision, just as it is your personal decision. And I want to say, body of Christ, let's respect each other. Let's honor each other and not allow this divisive spirit to come in. Keep your opinion to yourself and obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. Amen? How do we do this? We, we need the mind of Christ. Jesus said, I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. And he didn't add an appendix, only not that when the pandemic comes. His word is true all the time. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. So we need to hear, like Jesus, he went about doing the Father's business. We need to tap in and begin to do the Father's business. He was the shepherd and he only obeyed what the Father told him to do. And I want to say this is key for us going into the end times. We need to hear the voice of the Spirit. Romans 8 verse verse 6 says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So we need the Prince of Peace to come and to give us peace. We need to read the Word of God because God speaks through those mediums. Peace, because we have the Spirit of God. He speaks through His Word, amen. And when you pray, stop and listen. Stop and listen. The Word of God will reveal the mind of Christ. And we are living in prophetic times. So many people are saying, I just want my life back. I just want things to go back to post, you know, before COVID. I want to say, don't become illusioned because that way you become disillusioned. Take life the way it is and live life to the fullest. Embrace the breath in your lungs. We are living in times that we need to realize that we are living in prophetic days. If you don't see this time as prophetic and you just think it's, you know, it's, it's going to pass and things are going to get better, sorry, I don't think so. We are racing toward the end times and we need to undergird ourselves as the body of Christ and having done all, stand. Amen? If we don't know how to stand, we are going to find it very difficult and we will need the pastors and the leadership and our counseling team and our prayer warriors to keep picking you up. And we are here and we will do that. But I want to say there is something when you begin to undergird yourself and you know that you are the enemy's number one target and you are fully able to withstand, not because you're so great. I promise you, I, 
Isaiah 26 verse 3 has been my go-to scripture. He will keep me in perfect peace because my mind is stayed on Him and because I trust Him. Every time we got a bad report and the doctor said, I said, I choose to believe the report of the Lord. I choose peace in the storm. He will keep you in perfect peace. How? When your mind is stayed on Him. And we need, the only way we can do that is to hide God's Word in our heart. I, I don't say this to boast, but from May till now, I have over, I think, 100, 110. I'd love to know what Gretchen has. But that's what's in my spirit. And I speak it out as often as I can. Before we sleep, Robbie's learning those, those same scriptures. We read them together. Switch your TV off. Invest in the Word of God. Invest in putting something into your spirit that you can use against your enemy. I promise you it will save your life. And it could very well save your loved one's life. I want to say that when we try to reduce the kingdom to what we believe and understand, the king becomes, starts to look very much like us. Don't try and put God in a box and try and understand him. His ways are higher than your ways and his thoughts are higher than your thoughts. He wants us to trust him and to put our trust in his written word because that's where victory comes. Amen. So I want to say too that there are some things that we need to do in closing. We need to shift our minds. How do we do that? We need to take responsibility for our own minds. The time of, you know, blaming my mom didn't teach me and, you know, I was brought up in a bad home and it's over. <laughs> Take responsibility for your own mind and make sure that you are feeding the right data into your mind. If you are listening to um, media, social media and the news and your negative friends and they are the ones that are speaking into your life, sinking sand. It's sinking sand. And then you say, but I have no peace. Well, your peace comes from the Word of God. So we need to get established in the Word of God. So assist your brain by putting in the right data. Amen. We need to meditate on God's Word, memorize Scripture, and apply daily. It does take effort and sleepless nights. When I can't sleep, I get up and I pace my lounge. And I don't have my book. I start quoting. One, two, three. I don't sleep until I can quote my hundred. I'm not saying that because I'm putting a little noddy badge. But you know what happens? From that sleepless night, I begin to worship. I begin to be lifted up on those wings like an eagle. That is the thermal that we are to climb is on the wings of God's word and prayer. Amen. The second thing, we must capture our thoughts before they capture us. If you let your thoughts run away with you in the season, what if and maybe, and they said that, and what, you know? You know that stuff that we're all dealing with? I'm even coming to a place where I'm putting safety guards in 
with people that speak into my life. I don't want to be the dumping ground of your garbage. <laughs> Sorry. I want to encourage the people that I'm involved with. Let's lift each other up. Can I teach you how to fly like that eagle? Can I, by application, help you to take the thermal? Not because I'm a great eagle, but I have walked through the fire. And my God has taught me how to stand. And I'm so grateful. I want to say that there's so much stress in people's lives. Divorces and people are depressed and children are unruly and we don't know how to socialize anymore. Be careful what comes out of your mouth. We need to capture our thoughts, but we need to tame our tongue. Because what you put in here is what's going to come out of here. So tame this. Tame what you put in here. Let wholesome stuff come up. If it doesn't edify, please keep quiet. Let our words edify. We need to build each other up. There is so much negativity. You and I have the answers. And we need to edify and build each other up. And let's help push little eaglets out of the nest and catch them before they fall. But why? With the purpose of helping them to soar above the thermals. In Jesus' name. And then the third thing that we need to do is, very important, thanksgiving. <sighs> Make your request unto God. Make your request known unto God with prayer and supplication. But the powerful thing is, with thanksgiving, I began to give God thanks Every time I could see Robbie on a video call, I was so grateful. If I could hear his voice, so grateful. When there was a good report, so grateful. When there was a bad report, I stood and I chose what God said to me. Robbie, you will see the, the, land of the, see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Psalm 27, 13 to 14. Take promises and stand on them. That is how we will overcome. And then change the lens that you look through. Just change the lens. Change the frame that you put everything in. Let joy become the thing. Philippians 4 verse 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, in everything, have thanksgiving. Change the lens, become thankful. Both Robbie and I are so grateful for life. We are so, I am so grateful that I have the privilege to put my hand on my husband every night and to pray blessings on him and long life and that God's plans for him will still be fulfilled. I don't take it for granted anymore. I have been shifted and changed. I can never be the same. I wore differently. I care differently. I feel differently. I pray differently. And my heart is full of thankfulness. Can we get back to being thankful? I think thankfulness, when you can say thank you, that I woke up. Thank you that I have the breath in my lungs. 
Thank you that you are God and you are seated on the high places. Thank you that you never change. You are the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. You've said, I will be with you until the end of the age. Thank you for your word. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my church. Thank you for our pastors. We need to be thankful. We need to have an attitude of gratitude. Shift the lens that you look through. And the world could look so different in the midst of what we are going through. Because it's all about perspective. It's all about the lens that you look through. I pray that we will live with an expectancy. That we are living in prophetic times. And we are part of that. Thank you, Jesus, that I'm going to see your return. I don't know about you, but I have an an expectancy. I'm thankful that I'm living in this dispensation, that I will see the coming of the Christ on the clouds of, of, of heaven. And with him, all the saints, I believe my mother and all those that have come, gone before will be coming back shouting in jubilation as they fetch the bride of Christ and we are taken to be with Jesus in the clouds. I hope you live with that expectation, because I do. Because we need to look at prophecy and see the times. And not fret, and not be anxious, and not be scared, but be excited because we are in those times. Be, be, be thankful. And so I want to close off by saying, may you and I live the overcoming life. Be purposeful. Shift your lens. Worship If you pray in the Spirit, pray like you've never prayed. It shifts the atmosphere. Worship the King. Read the Word. Pray on your knees. Have a thankful heart. And your whole disposition, even in the midst of, will be shifted. This morning coming to church, last night, yesterday was a hard day with Robbie. He's had a a bit of a bad turn. But I knew the enemy wants to rob this Word But my Robbie will overcome because God has not brought him from there not to finish the work that he has promised. And so I would appreciate your prayers for Robbie. There's a quote that says, it's not happy people who are grateful. It is grateful people who are happy. Isn't that good? Amen. So I choose joy in the midst of the storm. And I hope that you do too. In Jesus' name.